Hi there, this is Danny Klein Modisette welcoming you to the Afterbirth Podcast, where we feature real stories about raising kids that you're not going to read in a parenting magazine. I hope you all come out to the next live Afterbirth show. It's going to be hot. It'll be at the M Bar in Hollywood on Saturday, March 24th, featuring performers Lucinda Jenny, Dan Bukatinsky, Krista Vernoff, and more. And you can call the club at 323-856-0036 for reservations. Okay, today from the archives, we're playing author and comic Stephanie Wilder-Taylor's 2008 Afterbirth performance. It was recorded at the M-Bar in Hollywood, California. Stephanie Wilder, please get her new book, Naptime is the New Happy Hour, that just came out. She was just on the Today Show. She just flew in to be with us for tonight. So please welcome Stephanie Wilder. Here we go. This is called Going for Broke. I'm five weeks pregnant when I start writing this, and being 40 years old, seems to be a theme here, AKA advanced maternal age, AKA fertile fossil, as I call myself, I'm being told there's a very good chance I will miscarry. In fact, the doctor who did an extremely early ultrasound at just under five weeks, despite my positive pregnancy test, found nothing in my uterus, and oh so gently told me the chances of me going on to have a healthy pregnancy were about 50-50. It could go either way, he so delicately put it, shrugging his shoulders. Now, I'm a poker player, and 50-50 are not good betting odds. These statistics are making me so anxious, I'm finding it hard to breathe. But wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. Two months before this, I wasn't at all sold on the idea of another baby. Yet now I'm comforting myself with the fact that I'm tearing up over an especially touching episode of SpongeBob and thinking I may have underestimated Enya's vocal talents. This must mean my hormones are in overdrive and my pregnancy is moving forward, right? Also, the thought of wine is making me queasy, which is wrong. So how did I get here? How did I go from undecided to inconsolable? When deciding whether or not to have another baby, some serene people just know the right choice for them. These types of people have probably never tried the cookie diet and expected to lose weight. They've never polled 100 friends before deciding whether to cut bangs, and I'm sure they've never wondered what it would be like to snort heroin. <laughs> I'm not one of those lucky few. I tortured my poor husband for months with proclamations of, one child is perfect for us. I'm totally fine with just our daughter. After all, I was pretty sure I'd heard it's the second child that destroys your marriage, drains your finances, and forces you kicking and screaming into a Toyota Sienna. So I was happy and settled with my decision, sure that I had single-handedly saved myself from life as a broke single parent of two for about a day and a half. Then I'd be right back to square one. I'd see parents with two kids and point them out to my husband. Look how perfect they look, one for each. And think of our little girl all grown up alone in the world without any siblings to get together with and bitch about their horrible upbringing. <laughs> Knowing how much I'd come to love this child I had, I wanted another. I wanted to feel that indescribable, all-encompassing love times two. My husband felt the same way, but being the more sensible one, when I vacillated for the 13th time, he said, I want you to feel this way consistently for at least a week. 
And then if you still want to, we'll try. A whole week. I know, what an asshole. <laughs> I'd never even had a favorite idol contestant for an entire week. So I set about trying to figure out if another baby was the right avenue to take. I wrote out the pros and cons. Pros, another baby to love, that new baby smell, Percocet in the hospital. <laughs> Cons, inevitable homelessness. <laughs> no sleep again ever, aging another 10 years, being the oldest mom on the planet, privacy a thing of the past, gaining 75 pounds again, giving up another room of the house, which we don't have, postpartum depression, not being able to afford luxuries like groceries, having to hang out with other moms with infants, <laughs> constipation from the Percocet in the hospital. My decision was obvious. So seven days later, ovulating and buzzed on two glasses of Pinot Grigio, fine, three glasses of cab, around midnight, I jumped my husband. By 3 a.m. I was coming up with baby names. By 8 a.m. I was out buying pregnancy tests. Somehow it seems perfectly reasonable that you'll see that little pink you're knocked up line the day after you try to conceive. Who's with me on this? Come on ladies, settle down. You have to wait at least two days. So trying to remain calm four days before my period was due, which would indicate my failure to have successfully reproduced, I took the test. After waiting the requisite 30 seconds, I felt certain I could make out a faint line. But just to be sure I didn't hallucinate it, I took three more tests. Unfortunately, they yielded the same nebulous results. I knew I needed to either wait a couple of days or get more tests. <laughs> this is when I had the brilliant idea to purchase five tests from the 99 cent store. I could take tests to my heart's content and be slightly less than $5 poor for my neuroses. <laughs> the great thing about the 99 cent store is it's the only place you can find leg warmers and jalapenos in the same aisle. <laughs> so as not to seem obsessed with pregnancy tests, I bought a few other things, a scented Jesus candle, a crazy kitty's calendar from 2004, and a tube of toothpaste with the suspicious brand name Cresta. <laughs> I brought my purchases home and headed straight for the bathroom. Quickly, I ripped open the first test, peed like a woman on a mission, scanned the details magazine sitting on the toilet top for 20 seconds and checked the results. But I couldn't figure it out. Yes, even with my high school education and one business course at an accredited online university, I couldn't discern if it was positive or negative. I grabbed the box for instructions but got no help there. There are three pictures of your possible results. One is pregnant, one is not pregnant, and one is you didn't do it right, idiot. But guess what, they all looked exactly the same. So what would you do? I decided to call the 1-800 number and get to the bottom of it. Naturally, it's an international call. Before it connects you with a live operator, you're informed that if you would like to continue the call, it will be $5.49. Hello, I paid less for the damn tests. <laughs> Finally, I admitted defeat. 
waited a few days, and bought myself another real home pregnancy test. The news was good and better than that easy to read. Sure enough, soon after, I found myself knee-deep in nausea. And this is how I ended up in the office of Dr. 5050 for my early visit. Everyone in the valley goes to this doctor. He's the best, I've been told. While I'm checking out of the office after the disheartening news of my bad odds, I can't help notice on the wall large pictures of this doctor posed with B-level actresses and their babies, whom he either delivered or borrowed for a showbiz photo op. I feel myself getting irrationally angry. Hey, it's not a fucking dry cleaner's, it's a doctor's office. I don't need to know you delivered Heather Locklear's baby. Wouldn't that be a better spot for your medical degree? And then I started wondering if this was an isolated incident. Did other doctor's offices in LA do this too? Was there a urologist somewhere in Hollywood with the framed headshot of Danny Bonaducci on the wall? It was all too much. I immediately lost my lunch in the bathroom reserved for urine specimens. I decided then and there I'd need to switch doctors, and thanks to my habit of doing next to no research, I had an appointment the following week. My new doctor was exactly my type. No nonsense, no unnecessary pessimism, and best of all, no pictures on the wall of Heather, Lisa Rinna, Denise Richards, or any other Lifetime movie staples. My ultrasound showed a healthy seven-week-old baby with a strong heartbeat, and I burst into tears. Everything looks perfect, said my new favorite person on the planet, and I was sent home with my prenatal vitamin samples to continue puking in earnest. Everything was going fine until one night a week later while lying in bed coasting to sleep on half a Unisom, which is safe in pregnancy, so don't start with me. <laughs> a B6 and a calming episode of Snapped on oxygen. I felt something unusual, wet, scary, shit, blood. When I moved the covers over, it wasn't a few drops, but more like a scene out of Saw. I didn't want to immediately sink to Dr. 5050's level, but this was not looking good. I screamed for my husband, Paige the good doctor, and continued to gush blood while my husband zoomed me to the ER. It certainly didn't help calm me down that they rushed me straight into a room with no waiting. Hey, doesn't the guy with the gaping head wounds seem worse off than me? Shit, no. Okay. I figured a miscarriage was the foregone conclusion, which is what the ER doctor figured as well. So I resigned myself to watching the World Series of Poker with my worried husband while we waited for an ultrasound tech to arrive and confirm the bad news. 17 hands of poker later, I had goo on my stomach and the technician was about to tell me the fate of my baby. Your baby is just fine. I almost wet myself with relief. And your other baby is fine too. <laughs> What the fuck did you just say were my exact words? <laughs> Classy, I know. Congratulations, you're having twins. <laughs> I really don't remember much after that. Uh, so now as I read this, I am the proud mother of three girls. My twins, Sadie and Matilda, were born four months ago, uh, six weeks early, but they recently smiled at me for the first time my cup and diaper genie runneth over. Thank you. 
Okay, for more information about Afterbirth, the book, the show, or to comment on this podcast, please go to afterbirthstories.com. Our next Afterbirth show will be back at MBAR in Hollywood, California on Saturday, March 24th, and the number to call for reservations is 323-856-0036. I hope to see you there. Thanks for listening.